Well, church, as we prepare our hearts this morning for a prayer, what I'd like to do is go uh, to the Word of God this morning that we will come back to uh, momentarily. We're going we're gonna, to uh, put our eyes and our hearts to the book of Revelation uh, this morning, uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 12. There's a word there that will uh, prepare our spirits for uh, communion with God this day. So if you would, let us all put our eyes to the screen and say these words responsibly. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Amen and amen. Church, let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And as we do, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bring to you, Lord, our mountaintop moments, praises. We bring to you, O oh God, our dark valley moments as well, Lord. You are there as shepherd, as Lord, as healer. Hear now the Scripture. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, I pray that we are always looking up, Lord, that we have our heads looking heavenward, O oh God, and able with deep biblical faith always to say, worthy is the lamb who was slain. If we're having marital strife, let us lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. If we're having conflict at work or at home or with our children or with neighbors, I pray in the name of Jesus that in this very moment, Lord, and for the rest of this day and into next week and quite frankly forever, that on our very tongues can be these words, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. For we will, must never forget what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary, for that is the foundation of what we believe, O oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we can keep our heads looking high, that we can always have hope, joy, peace, and deep faith in Jesus Christ, who is with us. I pray, Lord, that we lock arms with our Savior and that we walk in step with Him, no matter the storm, no matter the fire, that Jesus Christ 
is with us. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Lord, we ask all of this in your holy and precious name. And in the Savior's name, we also pray this prayer that he gave to us to live by and to abide by every day. If you would, church, please say along with me the Lord's Prayer as it is printed on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am turning now to the book of Revelation, the fifth chapter, picking up with verse 11, and I'd like to read this morning through verse 14. But before I do, let me just offer this prayer for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, as your word is read and proclaimed, Lord, I pray that we might willingly receive it, Lord, that it can be manna for this day, for our lives, and for our very souls. And we ask this always in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Revelation 5, beginning with verse 11, these are John's words. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, this morning, I, I wanted to give a, a little bit of context to uh, the book of Revelation. Of course, this is uh, a text that uh, comes to us uh, quite often in the uh, text called the lectionary text that goes through uh, the Word of God and also shares with us the life uh, of Jesus Christ from his birth to his death to his resurrection and, and ascension. Uh, the, uh, the book of Revelation uh, is a very, very important text, but, but here's just a, a little disclaimer, if you will. Uh, the book of Revelation uh, is also a text that uh, is very complex, is it 
not. Uh, it, it's a text that uh, believers often shy away from, and maybe quite frankly, uh, they don't think that they know enough about the book of Revelation to read it and to understand it and, and to uh, apply it to their lives. So I, I, I want to give you some comfort there just for a minute, okay? I, I, I want to suggest to you uh, that you do read uh, the book of Revelation and, and that you read it amongst other believers as well. Don't, don't try to take on the book, book of Revelation uh, by yourself. There is a lot of symbolism in this book. There are, there are multi-layers to this book, but I do want to give you hope, okay? And, that, and that's, that's what I want to share with you. I want to give you hope about this book, okay? And you need to know this, so I'm going to go to the very end of the book and kind of start there. The end of the book of Revelation is simply this, God wins, did you hear that? God wins. God is victorious, okay? And that's what we need to know. So if you go into the book of Revelation knowing that, understanding that, that God is victorious in the end, keep that in your mind, okay? Place that on your heart that you can just glean so much spiritual insight from the book of Revelation, but it helps to know that there is victory in the end. And who doesn't want a victory in their life, right? What a blessing that is. So I, I wanted to give you a, a little bit of that context. Now, let me uh, speak specifically uh, about the text for this morning, okay? And a little bit of background. Okay, let me show you a picture, a visual, so that we can make eye contact with that. Now, what the believer John is doing, okay, in the first four chapters in the book of Revelation is he's very thoughtfully setting up the throne of God, okay? God's throne room. And I, I would just invite you just for a moment to put your eyes to these details, okay, of what the throne of God is and what it looks like. Of course, this is one artist's okay, uh, thinking or rendition of what the throne of God looks like, God's throne room, okay? You can go and read it for yourself in the first four chapters, okay? He's setting up the details, okay? And by the time he gets to chapter five, here's what John is saying, that in God's throne room, okay, the Lord, of course, is sitting in that power seat, in that powerful throne chair, Okay? The Lord is there. The Almighty God is there. Okay? And in God's hand, there's something very important. There's a scroll, you see. There is a scroll that has been unopened. And the reason why it's been unopened is because it has a seal on it. You see, it's been locked tight. Okay? John talks about how no one yet has broken that seal and opened up that scroll. He's looking, you see. Who is worthy, John says, to break the seal 
and to open the scroll to find out these mysteries about God and about the end and about further details of the revelation. So he talks about this in the first four chapters. And then he comes to the, con he comes to the conclusion at the end of the fourth chapter that he says this, get this, he says, there is only one, you see, who is worthy to break the seal and to open up the scroll and to read and exclaim the details of what this scroll has in it. Can you guess who that is? It's Jesus Christ. He calls him the lamb, the lamb who was worthy, you see, to be slain. That is the only person, the Son of God, the anointed one, the Son of man, who can in fact reveal what the details of this scroll and what it is. You see, now the scroll is sealed up. So it's only Jesus who can come and take this scroll and then read from it. And that's where the text begins for us. I want you to hear the words for yourself. I'm going to go back to what I just read. I, I, I want you to hear this, verse 12, okay? He says it beautifully. Uh, verse 12, beginning uh, with 12a, it says this, saying with a loud voice, this is the angelic choir here, he says, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive, hear this, power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Only one, you see, only one, no mere man can even attempt to crack the seal, and to reveal what is in this scroll but Jesus Christ alone. And there, listen church, and there is a big win. You see, there is a victory. Jesus, because he can crack the seal and unveil what these mysteries are, there is victory with Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that first and foremost. Now, here's what I find absolutely fascinating about this text, but particularly about John. You see, John was one of the last of the original 12. Many of them had already perished and faced a very violent death. So John is one of the last now get this, as he is receiving what he is receiving from the Lord God Almighty, the revelation, he's on an island, and it's called Patmos. Why is he on an island called Patmos? Because he's been exiled. Why has he been exiled? Because he's been exiled and persecuted because of his faith. You see, exiled on an island called Patmos Church. John could have easily taken the victim mentality, you see. I'm on an island alone, being persecuted, being exiled. You see, it's just a man and his thoughts on an island. 
And you know as well as I do that when we're all alone, we're separated from those that we love, we're separated from our friends, and it's just you and I and our thoughts. There's lots of noise, is there not? It's the noise, you see, of self-doubt. It's the noise that tells us we're no good. It's the noise that tells us, hey, look, you can't get that promotion. You can't have that friend. You can't have what you want. No. Instead, the noise says, no, you're no good. Don't take it. Don't do it. Just be Bitter. Just be angry. You see, it's the noise. And the source of that noise, listen, is the enemy. It's the adversary. It's the devil just speaking these lies and deceptions right into our ear. And look, if we believe them, it's hook, line, and sinker, you see. We start to believe, and therefore we're stymied. The noise, you see. John is on an island by himself. He could have easy, easily listened to the noise, bought in to what the enemy was saying, and he could have easily just been bitter, discouraged, and defeated. He could have easily, you see, taken the victim mentality, but you see, he did not, church. He didn't. As a matter of fact, listen to this. Scripture tells us specifically, I'm going to verse 11 here. It says this. He says, then I looked, I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels. You see, church, he was intentional about seeing and hearing what the angels were saying. And when we are intentional about seeing and hearing the things of God, listen to me, that is a win, you see? When we are intentional and hold one another accountable to the things of God, you see, there is victory in that. I want you to hear it again as we go down in the scriptures to verse 13b. He says it again. He says, and I heard. Did you hear that? And I heard. Here's what he heard. I heard them saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. So church, when we are intentional, listen, about seeing and hearing the Lord God Almighty, that is an absolute spiritual win for you and I. And look, John saw and he heard and he experienced that victory. So what victory am I speaking about? This is very important, okay? It goes right back to the word. The victory is Jesus Christ, you see? The Lamb of God. He says it right here, or the angelic chorus does. They say, worthy is that lamb. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. So you see, Jesus Christ is that lamb, the lamb of God who was and who is and who will forever be. Here it is, 
victorious church over sin, death, and the devil himself. No man can do that. No man can have that kind of power. No man can have that kind of strength. No man can have that kind of victory alone. It is only, church, Jesus Christ, okay, the Lamb of God who is worthy to be slain, who has that kind of victory, you see. And when we choose Jesus Christ, what happens? We're victorious, church. I want you to know that. When you accept and walk in step with Jesus Christ, you're a victor. Your mind may tell you something different. The devil himself may tell you something different. But cut that noise out of your mind and know, church, that all who believeth in him, Scripture says, are victorious. John, because he believed, because he listened and he saw he was a victor, listen, and not a victim. Now, let me speak truth to you. Listen to me very carefully. There's a lot of people in this world, for whatever reason, they choose to have a victim mentality. They choose to have a victim mindset rather than a victorious mindset. And let me explain here, and we've got these on the screen, so I want you to look at them as I read them. And I quote this morning. Here's what I'm speaking about. Listen to this. The victim believes the whole world is against them, church. Whereas the victor believes that the whole world needs them. Did you hear that? That's very important. The victim, you see, sees a challenge as an obstacle, okay? Rather, the victim considers the obstacle to be what? An opportunity. Is that not true? The victim blames others for their failure. Meanwhile, the victor takes personal responsibility, you see, for success or, or failure. How about this one? The victim is never satisfied and is always looking for something more. The victor is grateful for what they already have and builds upon that to succeed in life. How about this one? The victim feels like everybody owes them something, the victor believes nobody owes them anything. The victim lives off other people. The victor lives, here it is, to bless. Remember that, to bless other people. The victim only sees closed doors. The victor only sees open doors, church. The victim spreads a negative attitude to others. However, the victor spreads a positive attitude. How about this one? The victim is pessimistic, whereas the victor is what? Optimistic. The victim plays on the emotions of others. The victor releases the passion of others. One last one. The victim has faith in evil to make things worse. Listen to this. The victor has faith in God to make things better. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you see, church, there's a big difference, a huge difference between having a victim mindset 
and a victor's mindset. John could have easily taken the victim mindset. He's on an island all by himself. He's exiled. He's downtrodden. He's been persecuted. He could have easily thrown in the towel, raised the white flag, and said, I give up. I surrender. It's all done for me. Taken the victim mindset, and he didn't. And here's why. Let me go back to the Word of God. Pay close attention to this. Verse 11, let me say this. He says this, and then I looked. I looked, church, and I heard. He, he says it again, 13b, and I heard them saying, church, let you and I be very intentional about seeing and hearing the Lord God Almighty. Let me end with this. At the end of the day, let's ask ourselves, are we going to be a victim? Or are we going to be a victor? Let us always lift up the name of Jesus Christ in all that we do, church, because he, not we, are in charge. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let us never be afraid of the book of Revelation because there's hope, there's joy in this book, and you win. You even defeat the devil himself. Wow, what power, what majesty what good news that is. Lord, we're not perfect people. Lord, forgive us for when we get off track. Forgive us, Lord, for when we sin. Thanks be to God for the cross at Calvary and for what you did on that cross for all who believeth in you. Guide us, Lord. Direct us, Lord. Give us spirit eyes and spirit ears to see and to hear you each and every day. Lord, fill us with what we need and protect us, Lord, from Satan's attacks. Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory always. In Jesus we pray. Amen.